Three, two, one. It's the chunk, the chunk. It's it's the chunk. It's the chunk, the chunk podcast. The chunk, the chunk, the chunk with Justin. The podcast. It's the chunk. Wow, that's uh, you know you get what you pay for, you know, and that's <laughs> that's the highest quality intro we could get right here. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's the first episode. Listen, it's an honor to have you on here, by the way, and it's an honor for you as well to be a part of the first chunk chat podcast, and it's like a subcategory. Of the Chunk Podcast, not that you're a subcategory of a human. Um, you deserve more, <laughs> and I shouldn't, I, and I feel really bad. By the way, the human is Mr. Showtime, David Scott, a comedian. If you haven't, if you don't know anything about him, go to damnilookgood.com and just click every single link. Um, I think you get paid per click, right, on that website? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. You know what's I've weird? Gotten, I have no idea how websites work. I have like two websites, right? And there's everyone's like, man, obviously working in the media industry, you know, you, you get... All the lists or all the viewers and stuff like that that go on the website. There's numbers and analytics. Not once did I see any of that digital stuff. And I even with the two websites I currently own, unless you're monetizing it, which is a whole nother, it's a different beast and it's a really strange. I, I don't know how to make money off of it. So I probably should look more into that. I I'll, I know that I still say go to www <laughs> And I know that I don't have to do that anymore. Oh my goodness! This is like that's that's how much I am in the know. Yeah. Uh, I I learned how to spell analytics last Tuesday. Oh, so I thought, okay, now I know how to spell it. Now I got to figure out what it means. There's not much. There's not a better word I think in 2020 to just throw around casually and just sound like a genius than analytics. It really is. You, yeah, the, back in the 90s, the word was synergy. Oh, we're nice. Have synergy. We're going to have synergy. We're going to have synergy. Now in 2020, it's like going, tell me about the analytics. Tell me about the analytics. Or 10 years ago, it's like going, what's the algorithm? Ooh, what's the algorithm say? I do so love it seems like we, we have these buzzwords, synergy, algorithms, analytics. Yeah. You know? A the so. algorithm I, I dealt with on a daily basis with like Facebook and like Instagram trying to figure out how to be successful on those platforms. But yeah, analytics right now is is so hot. It's a hot one for sure. And uh, by yeah. the way, for people who don't know, uh, we met way back in the day, uh, early in my radio career. You you trotted into the morning uh, morning show that I was working for, and uh, you were definitely looked. You stood out. You looked a little different than most. <laughs> you think? Yeah, and it's and I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, and over the years, you obviously you've you've came to town quite a bit, and uh, we've kind of grown to know each other on cruises and stuff like that. You, I will say, you are one of my favorite. You know what? You, I think you are my favorite comedian we've ever had in because we've actually kind of communicated outside those walls and uh, kind yeah. of gotten to know each yeah. other. So I appreciate you coming on and hanging out. Uh, it's very kind of you to say that. Thank you. I was, it was always fun. You were always just a – I first met you um, about eight years ago, right? I think it was yeah, about eight it was years pretty, ago. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, I think yeah. – yeah, it's You had just – yeah, it's I, I – you must have been – maybe maybe six months in when I first showed up. Oh, wow. I literally thought you were going to say six months old. Uh, I was no. waiting for the age I, joke. I, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, well, you're 17. Yeah, uh, there so, it is. But you, uh, you were not at the place for uh, – it definitely wasn't a year. Um, and you were um, – you had already been established as you were the guy, uh, uh, but you had just kind of – um, started there and uh, yeah well, we just became friends we I, we became quick friends um, after then and I, I remember we were talking about uh, 
you know, what you were doing. Even after the radio, at the interview was over, we were kind of like hanging in the lobby and you were like going, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Cause you know, that was, yes, yeah, so we just, we got, just yeah. two people just, you know, sometimes just hit it off with some people and you and I just really just hit it off. Yeah. It's cool. So. Obviously I get, getting that vibe of people. A lot of people came in, um, and you you do your shows obviously at Mercury's Comedy Theater down in Sarasota. That was uh, that's your hot spot or the uh, yeah the hot bed. That's where I first saw you, and uh, that sounded really weird out of context. The hot bed where I first saw you, <laughs> saying that now is uh, is obviously very strange. But you obviously you do more than just Sarasota. You go all over the place. Where have you were you just at? You were just telling me you were out yeah, and I about. Was, I was just in I um I was in Little Rock, Arkansas last week. Which was uh, I don't know. Sometimes I do these podcasts and they don't air for like a month later. Oh, this so. one's gonna go right up because I have a lot of time on my hands, friend. <laughs> don't you worry about that. I got time, man. This is gonna go up probably later today. Yeah. So um, uh, February uh, what fifth through the eighth, last Wednesday through Saturday, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so and the week before that, I was in um, Michigan. Ooh, hey, uh, we're out in Michigan and, because I have to ask that because I, I used to live there when I was a wee lad and I have a lot of family there. And anytime. Mike, my, my guess is that you've never heard of it. I was actually in the UP. Oh, in I, Brimley. I was actually near Sault Ste. Marie. I was actually I actually could see the Canadian border. OK, where we were. I was at a casino. I do a lot of casino work, um, a lot of casino shows. Yeah, I do a lot and of we casino were, work, too. It's and it's it goes bad. Yeah. That's not it's wrong casino work. Oh, okay. You actually get <laughs> um, paid. You get paid. I lose money. I get yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So so we were up uh we we uh passed I drove over the Mackinac Bridge um and got into Brimley, Michigan, which is right next to Sault Ste. Marie. And uh so I in Michigan, Little Rock this week I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Nice. I and you, then then I had to and then after this week I head to Chicago. Okay. So yeah, you're bouncing around quite a bit. I Oh yeah, I've never been to the UP, and and being from Michigan, I've, everyone up there is just like it's a beautiful place, it's awesome. The one goal I want to accomplish at some point in my life, and I have very low goals, but you'll realize that after the end of this, I want to go up there. I want to drive over the bridge, and then when I get over, I'll be like, man, that Mackinac Bridge is just one of the best bridges. I just want to call it the Mackinac Bridge to like the locals, just so I can get berated. But the thing is, is that calling it the and and I actually do these uh, I do these these weekly recap uh, video vlogs. Yes, I've seen on, them. Yeah, and we actually went over the Mackinac Bridge, and we actually stopped and filmed me talking to the uh, the toll because it costs four dollars. Four dollars. Yes, I mean it's, it's not cheap. I mean America is not free. Uh, so we go and me and my buddy, my opener was traveling with me. We're seeing signs that say Mackinac, Mackinac, Mackinac City, Mackinac. We're like, what yeah. is the name of this town? So we asked the toll lady, is this the Mackinac Bridge? She's like, yes, it is. I go, but why is it called Mackinac? She goes, well, that's the French pronunciation. And I go, oh, so, so she was Mackinac in French is Mackinac. So, so she was very polite about it. Oh, she was awesome. She oh, was great. Man, she was wonderful. It was obviously a question that she's been asked about a million times. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the I'm the I'm the you know the douche that's gonna go up there and be like, hey, so the Mackinac, huh? Like expecting to be corrected, and then no one's. I, I thought yeah, they, that was gonna be fun. The funny thing about being up in the UP, and we were actually we were over the Mackinac Bridge, and then we were about another thirty miles past uh, the Mackinac Bridge. Like I said, we were right on the UP-Canadian border. I kid you not. We were so close to Canada, my phone actually thought we had traveled into Canada. 
Oh my god. I was goodness. getting I was getting international. Hey, you're in Canada now. Five dollars <laughs> extra for text messages. Um I go, no, we're not. But we were so far north that the town of Brimley, we were leaving the town. We had to gas up and we were actually in the gas station. And everybody knows it's a small town. This casino is in the middle of nowhere. And they get more people from Canada to visit the casino than they get from uh, the United States. Yeah. So we're in so we're in the this gas station. And everybody knows each other. And the guy goes, so, Bill, oh, where's Jerry today? And the guy goes, Jerry's going over the bridge today. As if that was like <laughs> some sort of like massive trek. Like he's visiting some foreign land. He's going over the bridge. Oh, my and I'm, goodness. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that made me feel like we got to get out of here. It's like now. a different world. Yeah, <laughs> that really is. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. You, I, have to, I have to make it up there it, eventually. Yeah, me and my buddy were like going, why do people live up here? And the <laughs> only thing I could get in my mind was like, these are people who don't like people. They just, yeah. I, I want to be as far away from anybody as I possibly can, but yet still be able to go to the gas station and get a corn dog. That They want to be – it's, it's – such an odd situation. It's like almost Alaska. Almost Alaska. It's like poor man's Alaska, right? Like instead of going through oh. Canada all the way up there, you're like, this is about as detached as I can get from America, yeah. but still be in America and be cool. Yeah, that's a good uh, analogy. The uh, If you were in the South, it would be going to the Florida Keys. Mm. You want to still be in America, but you want to be away from America. The Keys is like, it's still America, but we're sort of separated. And the UP is like the frozen version of the Keys. Okay. The, yeah, so Yeah, it makes sense. I, You know what's weird, though? I've been in Florida for 18 years. And granted, I wasn't going to do this traveling when I was 10. But I've never been to the Keys. Not once. I've never made it down there. Well, you've got time on your hands now, brother. Yeah, okay. Uh, I get it. I, I get it. I, <laughs> I should be making these actually, trips. I don't know if we're allowed to say where you live because I don't want your fans to stalk you. Oh, go for but it, man. There, yeah. But where you live, there's a catamaran that oh. takes a journey down to the Keys. <laughs> I've heard like, of it. Yeah, you should do that. I should look I into mean, that. I, I mean, I'm sure it's probably yeah. the best way to go as opposed to dealing with the traffic because you literally have to drive all the way down to the other other end of the coast to get in. Yeah. And well, yeah. you got to drive to Miami. You got to drive to Miami. Yeah, no one wants to do that. Who oh, no. no. I did that for the cruise. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, take the catamaran. I mean, you've got to keep your wife happy. Just say, hey, we're going to a weekend. The, key- the Keys is gl- glorious, by the way. Yeah. The Keys are lovely. I've heard it's really I, nice. I, I don't know. It just seems tough to do things down there. I don't know why. It just seems like there's just like not a lot of space. I don't know. I need I need my space. There's not an easy way out either, which also bothers me. If something goes down, you got to go down like this little like funnel back up the same oh, way. Oh yeah, that bothers yeah, once me. You're, yeah, once you're there, yeah. So you're claustrophobic. You, uh, I you, guess you, so. Yeah, it must be. Then, then you must have been going nuts on the cruise ship. Like, that must okay. be driving you insane. One of my biggest fears, if not my biggest fear, is open water. Right. And and it is, I don't, I mean, granted, I don't have a lot of fears that like incapacitate me, but the idea of falling off a cruise ship out in the middle of the ocean is the, like my worst nightmare. Like just watching the ship go away and just being like, like what is the open water, the movie open water, like terrified me. I don't like the concept of just being there alone with whatever's under you, under you. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, the, the ocean is just like, I'd rather be shot out into outer space than just be there in the ocean like that. Wow, because outer space is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, it's just it's just alone and, a, and like an abyss up there. But I just, the, the ocean just terrifies me. I don't know why. I love whales. They're like my favorite animal, but I, I can't do the ocean, man. I don't know why. 
it's a weird feeling being on a cruise ship because you're on this massive engineered marvel. It makes no sense. It's like this city with this this floating city with showers and food and running water and entertainment and casinos. But yet you look out the window and you're so small compared to the vast emptiness around you. You're on this gigantic ship, but in reality, you're like a tiny drop in the middle of this vast ocean. It's it's um yeah, it's very it, it, weird. It, it's very humbling it's to mu- realize just how much space there is in the world and you don't realize it until you're like, wow, there's nothing around. There are times like I will be driving you know, like you're in Little Rock, or if I'm driving to Wichita, Kansas, or I'm driving to New Mexico, where it is, you're driving on the highway, and it's dark. I mean, like, true darkness. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no ambient light, no street lights, no city lights, no nothing. And you can see the sky, and you see every star, and you actually see shooting stars all the time because there's they light up because there's no other light reflecting off them. It's humbling. It really is. The earth is a fascinating place. But yes, I, the, it, the open water thing, like looking off and not seeing land bothers me. Yeah, one of my least favorite things to do in the world is go on cruises. It's like for real. Know, how top. many like how many comedy tour like things do you do on on cruises? Do you do that often? Uh, I used to do them uh, years ago. The only time I go on cruises now is when I'm hired by a radio station or something. Yeah. Um, I guess I've done like 30 of them. I know other comedians have done hundreds, but I I did three cruises and realized I hate this. So I, for you, I'm, like being being an entertainer, I know that you're in like you're in like some weird quarters, right? Are you most yeah most of the time you don't get like a real cabin. No, no, you don't. You get you're you're down in the crew quarters, which is under the ship, which is under you're underwater. Your Ugh. cabin is underwater. There's no windows. <laughs> there's no light. There, there's no escape. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is there at least internet? Something? There, there's internet, but you have to pay for it. What? You're, you're, yeah, the crew has to pay for their own internet. There's nothing free. Even the crew has to pay for internet. That it's, is depressing. It really is. And I the isolation of a cruise ship when I'm performing is just I can't handle it. I just don't like it. Yeah. So I would imagine like that when, would be pretty lonely. And when I but when I do the radio cruises, you get, that's yeah, you, a little that's obviously different yeah. because I can I'm I'm not a member of the crew. I'm actually considered a guest. So I can socialize. I can do whatever I want. That's pretty so, awesome. Have you have you ever like be honest, I, I won't tell any other like cruise lines, but have you ever actually socialized with guests when you weren't supposed to? No, because they no, absolutely not. Because you will, they are very strict. Oh my goodness! You're not, you're not allowed to go to the casino. You're not allowed to go to the restaurants. You can go to the buffet, but you can't go during peak hours. Um, if they come up and talk to you, that's one thing, but you can't go talk to them. And entertainers that do socialize and are caught are immediately fired and they're kicked off the boat. And I'm being serious when I say kicked what? off the boat. They're kicked off the boat no matter what port they're at, and they're given a plane ticket to go home. And that's if you're in Nassau, if you're in Bermuda, if you're Turks and Caicos, wherever you are, you are kicked off the boat. They do not—the liability is so high. They don't want you on that ship. They'll so just wait, get rid of you. Who the hell do you talk to for, for the weeks on end while you're on, while you're on the ship? Who do you talk to? Other, crew, other employees, other people that are— employed by other entertainers other you know people that are technically employed by the cruise line 
Yikes. I mean, I'm not, yeah. no no offense to them. I'm sure they're great people, but yeah, I mean, it's that's that's obviously. Kind yeah, of... it's very it's it's very isolating. As a comedian, I'm not on the cruise ship months on end like these other ones are. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm on the cruise ship for my, maybe seven days most. Okay, but but I'm also the comedian. I'm allowed to walk to and from the shows, and I'm allowed to walk on the ship and not be in like a uniform. And if someone comes up and talks to me, that's fine. Then we can have a conversation. That's why but you have can't. that shirt that says, please, God, ask me a question. That's right. <laughs> please, God, please talk to me. Please, please, you know, <laughs> you know, the sky is black. Convince me otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I don't think so. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So obviously you travel a lot, uh, you know. So I'm curious to see, like, like obviously you do a lot of your work on the weekends, like most comedians do. Weekend to weekend, in a one-week span, what's the farthest you've ever had to travel, like, from one spot to another? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct you on one thing you said there, um, just so you understand. Because um, I like talking about the, the nuts and bolts of the comedy industry. I don't work weekends. Um, I work Wednesday through Saturday. Like, Little Rock was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is these. I'm not just doing Friday and Saturday shows. These are full week shows. Okay, now, that's my that's my fault. Uh, recently, no, 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 no. It's, that, those. Are, to be fair, my weekend starts on Monday. <laughs> yeah, my week, my weekend usually start, like today. You know, this we're we're talking on a Monday. This is like a Saturday to me. Okay. So, but the longest trip I've ever made from one point to another point um, was I had to go from Columbus, Ohio, where I did a private show. On a Monday in Columbus, Ohio, Columbus to El Paso, Texas, was right on the border of Juarez, Mexico. To give you how far south, yeah, I had to go. So I had to go from Columbus, Ohio, to El Paso, Texas. And are you flying? Because I know you have a lot of equipment. No, I drive. Yes. I drive everywhere. Okay, that's what I figured. It was two days. It was nineteen hundred miles. Ooh, yikes! Okay, so then they yeah. and I obviously compensate you for mileage, right? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, the IRS does. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's good. <laughs> yeah. My accountant says keep track of all your miles because you get a mileage deduction. Okay. Uh, so um, I should have yeah, I should have been cashing in on that for years. You what have I been, been doing? Man, you, I blew it. Yeah, you blew it. <laughs> you you could have gotten back a return and an actual like, you know, substantial, you know, eighteen dollars. Hey, listen, that's like a week's pay for me. All right. That's it's damn good money. Uh, what's what? Real, I'll, and I'll stop asking you questions about traveling because I don't know why I'm so hung up on this. Care. I'm just fascinated with, okay. uh, with the day to day and like how you're moving around the country. What's the farthest west you've gone? Because with me, it's pathetic. Like I've only gone north and south really on the eastern seaboard. Uh, the farthest right. west I've gone is like New Orleans. Oh, wow. It's pretty pathetic, man. Yeah. You know, well, well you know, um, the farthest I've gone is. West, I mean, Alaska is the farthest west I've gone, if you want to consider that west. I didn't drive that, but the farthest drive I went, uh, went west was um, San Francisco. Okay. Um, I've been to 49 of the 50 states, and uh, the only state I've never been to is Hawaii. Okay. Uh, I performed in 40 of the 50 states. If you mention a state, I've been there okay. in some capacity. But as far as driving to a gig, uh, as far as driving to a gig, well, I used to live in California, so you have to. For me, um, it'd be going west to east. And when I lived in California, the longest drive I made west to east was Upland, California, which is in um, near Rancho Cucamonga, called the Inland Empire. And I drove 
east to Tampa, Florida. Damn. Yeah, like so straight I, shot. I, Obviously, I'm sure you have to stop at some point, but oh, that was that was a two and a half day drive. Yikes. Yeah, Texas never ended. Texas yeah, that's what I hear. is the longest state. It's like 11 hours to get through Texas. And when they say don't mess with Texas, <laughs> I know what they mean, but I wouldn't want to because I just want to get through as fast as possible. I don't have time and stop and mess with Texans. I'm just going to just keep on driving. Yeah, one- and I don't understand Whataburger at all. People in Texas like Waterburger, Waterburger. I go, it's, it's Waterburger, and this. If, if you have listeners who know what I'm talking about, yeah, 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 who like Waterburger, Waterburger is one of the worst hamburgers I've ever had in my entire Damn, life. Damn, wow, so they're, bad. All right, sorry, they're they're out as a sponsor. Jeez, a Pete's. <laughs> we were just gonna go to a commercial break, but now I have to cancel it. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll send you the fifteen. There's like a million burger places out there, man. It's like it's it, it's unbelievable. I if I'm if I'm picking, I mean, it, I'm a big fan of Freddy's. I don't know if you ever had Freddy's. They're pretty. Oh solid. sure, yeah. That's it's got great solid. fries. The oh skinny yeah, fries. I'm yeah. a big fan of the Freddy's. Okay, we don't yeah, have to go fr- off into the food tangent here. Uh, <laughs> real quick to wrap it up. Uh, you, you said you basically drove the entire length of the country. I've yes. always wanted to, and it comes up every year right around the time the um, uh, San Diego Comic Con comes comes up oh sure yeah. i'm always and i'm always with my friends i'm like you know it'd be real fun guys let's rent an rv and we just take a trip right we just drive from florida to san diego hit this comic-con and come back and on paper it sounds like a wonderful idea it sounds like it'd be just a, a great <laughs> see the country trip but the more i see and especially stories like like you driving through texas it's just kind of like a, a nauseatingly boring drive. Would you say that there's moments where it's kind of worth it? Like the first time you did it, were you like, oh, this is kind oh, of Oh, God, cool. yeah. Uh, first time I did it was beautiful. Okay. The first time you see the painted desert or the first time you drive by Deadwood, South Dakota or Mount Rushmore or you see um, the Arizona Mesa desert, it's, it's stunning. The first time I drove into Las Vegas at night was the most amazing sight. Yeah. Um, the first time I, I drove into New York, you know, and you see the skyscrapers, you see the city skyline. It's awesome. I, I would absolutely, I, I'll, I, you could never get back that first experience, but to this day, to this day, I will only drive to Las Vegas if I know I'm going to arrive at night. Cause I love, okay. I love that view. Cause you're in the middle of nowhere. If you're coming from the west or you're coming from the east, doesn't matter which direction you're coming from, or the north or the south, doesn't matter. There's nothing around Las Vegas. Nothing. Has anyone ever well, seen like, Vegas in in the daylight? Is that even a thing? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not it's not as exciting. Oh, okay. It's like that that that's that that's like clear water. Oh, uh, so okay. <laughs> but when you drive in at night, it comes out of nowhere. Vegas is in a bowl. Yeah. It's not a pie. It's actually it's actually in a, you know, a sunken in bowl. So when you're driving, you don't see it because it's surrounded by mountains um, or some type of natural structure. So you literally have to drive up and then you go over like a mound and then boom, there's Vegas. That's pretty sweet. It's like this mecca. It's like just like, whoa, and it never gets boring. It never gets boring. I keep saying I'm going to go to Vegas and uh, I keep not going, but it's okay. I, I still have time, and I'll be saying that every year till I'm 60. I still I still have time. I can make it to Vegas. I think, yeah, I, I think, think everybody should go to Vegas once in their life, yeah. at least once. Everyone says what happens there stays there, all that all that nonsense. It gets weird and all that stuff. I've seen The Hangover, which it's pretty funny. The uh, the following you know two movies weren't as as good, but whatever. Uh, 
I do want to go there. I think it'd be fun to just go there and, and, and see the sights. And I, from what I understand, there's a time limit. Like you go there and you should stay like max like three, three, three days. days, four days, you know, days. like a weekend. Four. Yeah. No, don't go on the weekends. No, no, no. The weekend's the worst time to go. <laughs> but uh, leave on a Tuesday. Go, go there on a Tuesday. Leave, you know, Thursday night. Okay. Just get or it Friday Or Friday morning. Three days max. That's the Vegas, you know. It can get pretty uh, exhausting from what I understand. And I've heard some it's weird sensory, stories. It's sensory overload. You always hear about, you know, New York is a city that doesn't sleep. That's not true. <laughs> Vegas never shuts down. Because you have people who are coming in from Australia and South Korea and China and Japan and Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia... And they're on a different time schedule. Yeah. And they so they fly in. Vegas is like going, hey, it's 8 o'clock at night, but for you, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. You absolutely can have breakfast. You know, so <laughs> it never stops. You know, 4 o'clock in the morning when most people are sleeping, people from Australia are like, we own this town. And there are things to do at 4 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas. There are shows. There are events. There are things that you can do because Vegas knows that this is a worldwide destination. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I'm going to make it there eventually. And when I do, obviously, you know, I'll reach out to you and let you know I made oh, it. Oh, sure. I made it there, and I, and I came back hopefully alive and without yeah, and a I'll, tattoo I'll, or, or another wife. Yeah, I'll tell you where not to go. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when uh, friends go to New Orleans. They go, okay, don't go here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what's weird? I, I don't want to offend anybody who likes New Orleans, but I, uh, I was not a fan. Just, I mean, I it went there. And it smells weird. Oh, it's, does it, it smell weird? It's, it's, it smells so bad. It's very it odd. It, so bad. I came into it think like just so hyped. I was like, Norms, I mean, this is gonna be awesome. I've heard so many cool things. I can't wait to see everything. And in a matter of maybe a half hour, I felt like I had seen it all. It's yeah. very small. And, it, yeah, and it's, it's, it's super, a lot of the super small. A lot of the same stuff, man. It's like there wasn't yeah. much going on, and it, other than drinking, which I guess I, as somebody who doesn't really drink, it's not really. Uh, it wasn't really a yeah, place for yeah, me. I, I, yeah, I don't drink either. So going to places that, that where their main selling point is drinking, that holds no interest. In uh, yeah, me. that's yeah. why you know. So it's like I don't give a shit. They're like, what do you mean, man? <laughs> what do you mean? New Orleans is awesome, man. I got I got hammered there, and I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. I, I did have like a what are they bin, bignettes? I did get the beignets, bin, bignettes, whatever you want to call them, uh, yeah. Mackinac, Mackinac, whatever. It was, they were, those are pretty sweet and I'm glad we got those. But literally after I ate those, I was like, all right, we're, we can go. When we, and we were, now. we just went to the airport and left. Obviously we had a flight, but we, we weren't in New Orleans for very long and we probably wouldn't have stayed longer if yeah. we had the choice. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we went so I could at least say we went there. And it, it, it's pretty sad to me that that's the farthest West I've ever been. Even though I have family in like Colorado, which I swear I'm going to visit sometime. I, I haven't seen them in years. I would love to go to Colorado. And, and mm -hmm. visit them, but I just haven't made it over there. And it's just, it, it makes me feel sad. I feel like I should just go. There's like an airport 20 minutes away from me right now. Yeah, pie. Yeah, it's awesome. The airport's pretty sweet. You can get in and out of there pretty easily. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, you know what? I'm going to look up flights right now. Stop everything yeah. we're doing. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you, you still have the ability to check out the world and see things. And, you know, your wife is an adventurous person as well. So you guys got to, you know, I'm fortunate in the fact that my career takes me around the world and takes me to great places that I would never be able to go to if I was like a CPA or a manager at Kohl's. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, man. So... <laughs> um, so I so I consider myself lucky, and I, I I understand that traveling is difficult for most people because they have like you know jobs and families and commitments, and my job is to travel. So when you do travel, you got to like 
pick the right places and places you're going to really enjoy. Yeah, my wife, Kristen, she's been to Europe twice already and is like, we got to go to Europe. And I'm like, okay, well, you've already been, and I do want to go, but I was like, you, you kind of already been. You know, we, maybe we could do something different. Like, But I do want to go to Europe, obviously, at some point. And there's like a rule right now where it's like, before we settle down and start a family, we got to go to Europe. We're going to make it there eventually. And I still haven't figured out how. Have you ever been over to Europe? Have you ever been like outside the country, outside of like a cruise ship? Uh, no. Yeah, neither no, have I. I. I have no interest in traveling to Europe. Okay. I don't. I don't. If I had a choice to go somewhere outside the country that wasn't like, I've been to Canada, which is Vancouver is gorgeous, Edmonton, Montreal, Quebec. Yeah. Um, but the two places I want to go, one is currently on fire and another place is in the middle of a coronavirus. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really want to go to Australia. That's, I've dude, always I, wanted I to go to, feel the same I've way. I always want to go. Yeah, Melbourne and Sydney, uh, the Melbourne Opera House. Uh, see, I've always wanted to do that, and I've always wanted to go to Tokyo. Dude, and, you like uh, literally have the exact same checklist as I do, and I'm not even kidding you. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I was like, I, I, those were two on my list. Outside of obviously Europe was one of the main things on on our list of travel. We have like a bucket list travel list. And Australia and Tokyo, Japan. I don't even know why Tokyo, Japan. It just seems like it'd be a really cool, different culture. Obviously, different, different. Everything's totally different over there, and I just want to see right. it and experience it. I think it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, so. I, I, I want to experience Tokyo the way people in Tokyo want to experience New York City. Yeah, you know, I think I think people from around the world go to New York City to see Times Square and the excitement and the energy. I think I want to go to Tokyo to experience that kind of energy because I've been, you know, I was born in New York. I'm a New Yorker, so yeah. Um, when I took my daughter to New York for the very first time, she fell in love with the place. And we've gone back, and she loves NYC. But I want to go to Tokyo to feel what the energy is like of, like, an eastern New York. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, you know, Just yeah. that feeling of, like, I mean, they, obviously people travel to New York all the time to, to get that feeling, to see, like, something totally foreign. Like, that would just be different to be totally out of your element and seeing things it would just be a different feeling. I think Australia, I feel like would be different for other reasons. I feel like I'd kind of blend in there. Yeah, I don't know. But just being in. Yeah. 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 You kind of look like you're Australian. I, I could do it, I think. I think I, I, but. I, I think you, you, you put yourself like a little pair of tan shorts and maybe some hiking boots. That's it. And get one, of, get one of those floppy hats. They'd be like, oh, he's not. I think I'd get local. beat up, right? That's like. I feel like that's some sort of cultural appropriation or something. I don't know. But no. Just wear a, just wear a men at work shirt. Yeah. You know, oh, you'd be fine. That's it. That's all it takes. Oh, my God. But that is really weird that you'd like have the same places I'd like to go. I mean, maybe we should just it probably we should just link up, man. We should just go together. We should just go together. We'll what, just go together. What are we doing, man? We're wasting a lot of time. <laughs> Another cool thing about you, and uh, I'm sure that I could go to, I could go all day, man. Your hair, your your outfits, they're fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Guinness Book of World Records. This is another thing that fascinates me. Uh, my entire life, I when I was younger, the, the little pop-up bookstores would happen at our school, and I'd have money from my parents to buy books. I would always buy a Guinness Book of World Records, like the actual book. Like every year, yeah. I'd get it, and I'd be like, look at all these cool records. I wanted to be in this, and I have done absolutely nothing to make any of that happen. Uh, you, <laughs> look, look, I'm just, eventually, maybe I'll find something attainable and uh, and go for it, or something within my wheelhouse that I feel like nowadays people are just doing like oddly specific things and just calling them up and being like, hey, man, I'm the first man to stand on the toilet rim with my left foot while also also singing, a, I don't know, Mariah Carey song. Yeah. If that's a no, record. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that, that's kind of what's happened. 
It's really so weird. So, wrong. but you have the record right now, and I, as I'm reading this right off the the record book interwebs, longest stand-up comedy show by an individual at 40 hours and eight minutes. I have a couple questions. First sure. off, what was the prior record? Like when you saw, did you did you do any 38, research? Thirty-eight hours and six minutes was the prior record. Okay, so you you crushed it by about two hours. Pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty solid. So my question to you is, when you're doing this, what were the stipulations? Like, I mean, obviously, I know that they always have like, you can only drink water once an hour. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you only get up, you get yeah. a bathroom break once a year. Like, how does that work? Yeah, the, to set a legitimate Guinness Book of World Records, you actually have to petition Guinness. To do it, you can't just do something, yeah, and then call Guinness and say, "Hey, I did this." That's not how Guinness works. And that was the first thing we learned is that we had to petition Guinness because we learned that someone actually. The whole thing started as a joke. I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The radio station does the 11 to 3 a.m. shift broadcast live from the comedy club. It was very odd. Yeah, and they would interview the comics after they got off the stage after the late show. And I was, it was late show Saturday. I had just done like an hour and 12 minutes or something. And I was being interviewed and the guy goes, man, that was an, that was the one longest show I've ever seen. What's the longest show you've ever done? And I go, I think about two hours. He goes, man, I can't imagine that you're doing a two hour show. That's gotta be, that's gotta be the Guinness Book of World Records. And the guy goes, hey, look up the record for the longest <laughs> comedy show. And the guy goes, yeah, it's 38 hours and six minutes. And, I, I, and as a joke, I go, yeah, I could probably beat that. And okay. word got out that I said I could beat it. And all of a sudden, we're like going, wait a second. We could actually do this. We could actually beat this record. And I actually put together a team, me and three other people. We put together this team, and we spent six months getting ready for this event. But the first two months was getting Guinness to approve it. We had petitioned them, telling them what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And they sent back a rule book, and I kid you not, oh my God. that was an inch and a half thick Yikes. of rules. <laughs> And the rules were like, you have to have a minimum of 10 people in the audience at all times. Oh, my God. You have to, you have to live stream the event the whole time. You've got to record the entire event. So you think, wait, how do you record over, well, at the time, how do you record over 38 hours? of? There's no VHS tape. How do you record? They go, that's not our concern. Oh, my God. You have to find a way to record every second. And we figured all this stuff out. We actually yeah. got a camera from Japan that a, had a hard drive that could record up to 48 hours of content. Wow. So we had to, buy, we had to go to Japan and buy this camera. Uh, we had to go through an online server to stream the event. We chose to do it at a casino, and the casino was like, well, we'll always make sure there's 10 people in the audience – even if we have to have our employees come in and sit down, <laughs> we'll pay them to sit down and watch it because the casino really wanted me to do it. Yeah. And But the craziest rule for me personally was that you had to hold the microphone the entire time. Oh, my you God. Couldn't, you, you couldn't put the microphone in the mic stand. You couldn't wear a lapel mic. You couldn't wear a headphone mic. You had to hold the microphone Holy the crap. entire time. And the rules were very very convoluted because you're allowed to take a five minute break every 60 minutes to go to the bathroom or get something to eat or take a drink. But they didn't say if you had to continue to hold the microphone while you while went to the bathroom. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what we decided to do is that we used to, we decided to use a wire, a wired mic. They want to use a wireless microphone, but I was concerned about that because 
I've got to hold a microphone. So we decided to use a wired mic. And what I would do is when I take my five minute break, I would unplug the microphone from the mic line. Yeah. But I would still be holding the microphone and I'd walk off stage holding the microphone. <laughs> and then I would do what I would do. I'd walk back on stage holding the microphone and plug it back in. So, wow. That's, yeah, it was crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought you were going to start this saying, uh, yeah, so we did we did beat the record, but we just didn't petition them. So then we had to do it again. That's yeah. Well, that, that actually did happen. <laughs> you started someone it, and then someone's like, wait, well, you can't do that. No, no. Someone claimed to have broken my record. Oh. Um, a comic in Israel claimed to have done 44 hours and uh, was on Israeli TV, blah, 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 blah. And I was hearing about this. And I was going to congratulate. I I thought I'd hold this record for, if I hold this record for one year, I thought that would be cool. Okay. Hold, holding, being in the Guinness Book of World Records, holding a record for one year, that's legitimate. Yeah. Holding something for like three months, yeah. But one year, okay. Well, this was like three or three years. I've held a record now for, it's coming up on seven years that I've nice. held the record. But someone claimed that they had broken the record. And I was going to congratulate I was going to congratulate them because I thought records are meant to be broken. I broke somebody's record. If this guy broke the record, I was going to congratulate him. So I went online. I read the story. I went to Guinness, and Guinness would not recognize the record. And this guy was like going, I'm the Guinness World Record holder. He actually went on to – you can actually leave comments. If you go to GuinnessWorldRecords.com, yeah. you can leave comments. This guy was leaving comments on my thing saying, you're not the real record holder. I am, blah, oh blah, blah. Oh, my God. That's kind he of was a... becoming kind, kind, of, kind of dickish about it. Yeah. So I started responding back, and I go, no, you're not. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. simply, no, you're not. Uh, you know. And then I found out that he didn't do anything. He didn't petition Guinness. He didn't actually set the record the way Guinness has the rules set up. Yeah. He was using a lapel mic. He was repeating jokes every hour. One of the jo- one of the rules was you cannot repeat a joke. Oh my gosh. Until every 4 hours. Okay. On every 4 hours you can repeat a joke. And he's like doing the same 30 minute set over and over and over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And I'm, so he didn't break the record and then finally one of his fans got into it with me online. I'm like, "Listen, until Guinness says he's the record holder, he's not. And they were like attacking me online. Yeah. And then I finally contact this guy directly. I go, listen, dude, stop saying the Guinness World Record holder or I'm going to sue you. That's why I, I just sent him a record. I just sent him a, and I wasn't going to sue him. I, how can an American sue an Israeli? He's this in Israel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I was, I'm going to sue you. And he stopped. And now you go to his website, there's no mention of him even being a comedian. More or less, the Guinness World Record holder. So you Karen him. You hit him with the the, the Karen, which is what everyone's yeah. calling nowadays is the Karen. Like, yeah. I'm going to sue you. But I know it yeah. made sense. And this yeah. in this instance, to be bothered for that long, and yeah, yeah you're. It you're, went on for it went on for a year, and I was and I was like, listen, you guys are make are getting a lot more serious about this than I am, you know, because <laughs> I, I mean. If you buy the new 2020 actual Guinness Book of World Records book, I'm in the book. Oh, turn sweet. To page, turn to page 80. Look at the very bottom. There I am. That's awesome. You know, so clearly Guinness has made the decision, I'm the holder, you're not. And this guy was just, I was like, I'm just tired of you know dealing with these people. So finally got taken down. And, and all the comments were removed from uh, the the their website page. Yeah. So I was like... So it's pretty funny. But I had, I had my defenders as well. My defenders were coming back at these guys. Yeah, I mean, you did up. it the, You did it the right way. I mean, that's, right. if anybody who's trying to break a record, let this be a lesson to you. 
Uh, you have to berate Guinness for months on end until they show you some yeah. attention. Well, because, you know, Guinness, they actually charge you. It cost me $500 to set that record. Doesn't somebody have to be out there, or, or was this just because it was recorded, no, they could go back and look you at want, it? If you want to have an adjudicator, okay. that's like $5,000. Or we can go my way where we live streamed it, record everything, and then I sent everything in to Guinness and had to pay like $500 for them to watch it all and certify it. Oh, my it God. It took about a month. <laughs> Imagine being the guy working at Guinness that's like, hey, man, what's on your plate today? Oh, I got to watch a 40-hour and eight-minute uh, stand-up special or set. Yeah, you know? It's like, here we go. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I mean, I'm sure it yeah. was wildly entertaining, obviously. The funny thing is I've got no memory of it, and I'm being dead serious about this. People ask me, what do I remember about um, the performance? I remember how I opened the show. I remember how I ended the show. I've got little flashes of things I did in the middle I really cannot tell you what I did for for about thirty nine of those hours. On yeah, stage. at what point no yeah, my body say, just shut down? That's what I'm saying. Like you need sleep at some point, and like I, I don't, your body was probably sleeping while doing comedy at yeah. the same time. It was finding a way to get through all that. That's unbelievable. Well, I, I actually, I actually, I actually own the videos. I have all forty hours and eight minutes. You have to and upload that me, to YouTube, I think. Right? Yeah. That's like well, the, it took <laughs> me, it, it took me a year to actually bring myself to watch it. Oh my god! It was so it was it was actually not enjoyable for me. It was painful. <laughs> it was it was painful. It was yeah. it wasn't about comedy. It was more about endurance yeah. than comedy. That, so. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, it, it would probably take another year for you to actually upload that to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> just that file alone would be just unbelievable. Yeah, it, that would be pretty ridiculous. So my question is, I mean, obviously you went, according to this, eight minutes over 40 hours. So when you hit 40 hours, was it just like, I'm going to try? Like I could, I could see a 40 would be like a nice round number. You want to get to that? But after eight minutes, you're just like, man, at what point do you decide to pull the plug? Like was that a decision going in that you were like, I'm going to pass 40 no. and see? No, we went as long as I, I went as long as I could go and I wanted to end at a time when the audience we had like a thousand people watching online oh at my one God. point. And we had like two hundred or something or two hundred maybe two hundred and fifty people live in the theater at the casino. And we had reached what I thought this is as good as it's gonna get. And I was physically in pain. Oh my, my feet God. Were killing. One of my my left foot was swollen. So I got to the point where I'm going I didn't know what time it was. It was a clock behind me. I actually still own the clock. Were there the windows? Actually, obviously, there weren't windows no, or anything like no, that. You're... No, I actually still own. I'm actually looking at the clock that we used as the official timekeeper. Oh, my God. It's actually hanging on my wall. It's, it's, I'm looking at it right now. That's pretty sweet. Um, I got to the point where I'm going, I'm going to do one last bit, and I'm going to say goodnight. And it was the uh, the marshmallow bit. The, oh, The world's most dangerous yes. bit in comedy. Uh, you um, had the energy I, to do that? <laughs> yeah, I had the energy to do that. And then I finish the bit. I throw the bag. I'm holding the microphone the whole time. I throw the bag into the audience. I go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. And I place the microphone on the floor. And the place just erupted. Oh, that my was, God. That's, and that's how it ended. Yeah, see, I was wondering how it ended. I mean, obviously, you, I was waiting for some sort of, like, mic, you know, drop the mic. I'm done. This is it. I'm sure yeah. you don't remember much after that. You probably just passed out at some point. Uh, I, I remember my parents were there. My mom and dad came up to see it. So I talked to people. I was being interviewed by uh, TV stations after I got done because we, we did a couple of live interviews. I actually was doing live interviews, telling jokes live on <laughs> ABC or CBS as we're doing it. 
I like I said, I remember how it ended. I remember I just said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. Because I, I'd actually wrapped the mic cord around my hand so I wouldn't accidentally just in case, drop it. Yeah, I was going to say just in yeah. case you drop it. So I unwrapped it. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm done. I just gently placed the microphone on the floor. And then the place just erupted. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy for you, obviously, to, to be holding that for that long and and – do you get like a plaque or something from Guinness or how's that work? Do they send you I got a I got a really cool certificate. Okay. Um I got I got a couple of pieces. Uh, I I have them framed in my living room. I got a couple of really cool. I got an official letter from the president of Guinness saying congratulations you've made history, blah blah blah. It, it's a really a really nice written letter and then the official gold sealed certificate that they send you. So the guy who you wound up, or gal, I don't know who it was, whoever you was wound up beating out, did he reach out or was he even no. alive? Like, No, he's alive. But okay. yeah, from what I understand, he was very pissed. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, every, yeah. anybody who has the I was, record. I wasn't doing it to take away his glory. I mean, I believe records are meant to be broken. And I, I fully expect sometime in the future someone to break my record. I check Guinness about once every two or three months to see if someone broke my record. I know of seven comics who have tried to break my record and all have failed oh my goodness so i know people have tried to break it yeah um but no one's gotten there yet that's pretty impressive if i had any comedy chops man i would i would be out there grinding for i got that time man i can do it i got 40 hours and eight minutes <laughs> it's so much harder than you think no man. i know I, some, it, some, someone said to me if someone breaks your record, would you try to reclaim i go hell no 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 i'll never do that again <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get being upset that you're not the record holder anymore, but to be angry at someone for beating it, you know what I mean? To going through it, you know what they went through. Like, you would be almost proud of somebody for, for doing that, I think, I would imagine. Right. That's pretty impressive. So I did a little more research on, on maybe records that uh, would be attainable, and uh, I found okay. one that might relate to you, and it's the most marshmallows eaten in a minute. <laughs> and... Uh, I got to tell you, the current record's 25. You may have already broken this record without anybody knowing. I'm just saying. Wow. Number of marshmallows eaten in a minute is 25? 25 eaten are in a minute. Are you sure? That seems awfully low. It does. It does. But uh, there are rules that they have here. You, they have to be standard size, not the mini or giant. And they you may only eat one at a time. So you have to literally eat one and then oh. swallow it and then eat another one and 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 swallow it. So that That's interesting. That's the okay. Pain. I mean that, if it was just grab a handful, throw them in, obviously be a little I easier. Would, I, I I'd already be the record holder. <laughs> oh, for so. sure. Absolutely. That's that's why I thought. So now I'm thinking, I mean that's like what? About 2 2.2 seconds per marshmallow to to swallow. You'd have to like almost swallow them whole, right? There's no chewing you'd, involved. You'd almost have to swallow them whole. Which yeah. and they're dry on the outside. Uh, I don't know. It and all depends. So, actually some marshmallows aren't. I've learned over the years that marshmallows are actually made differently. Like the uh the Stay Puft marshmallows actually have a coating on them that makes them so they don't break up as fast. Okay. You know, like you, you put them in like hot chocolate, they don't just disintegrate. They actually stay solid and there are some marshmallows that don't have that coating that as soon as you like put them in hot chocolate they, they start disintegrating immediately um interesting yeah i actually found out that there are certain marshmallows that are really bad for me when i do <laughs> the world's most dangerous bit in comedy yeah because they start like disintegrating in my mouth and then you know you're trying you're literally trying not to die <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you a fan of marshmallows? Like, do you eat hate them em. casually? Hate them. Hate them. Hate them so oh much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate marshmallows. Wow. With the, like the fiery passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> you know, something. 25. Now I'm actually kind of curious really, about trying it. It really does it seem. seems like it's doable. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, uh, I think the uh, the saltine record was 10 in a minute for saltines. But that is like, those things are like designed to dry your mouth out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that you're not allowed to drink anything. No, between, no, no. You know, it's got to be straight yeah they're not even with this yeah, marshmallow mar- thing there's no drinking allowed during any yeah. attempt so and the once thing you about, start the thing about the marshmallows is that they fill you up very quickly yeah people don't realize how quick marshmallows fill you up yeah now, now i'm actually <laughs> kind of curious about trying that yeah see that's so, dude, I, that's what i do is i go through i'll go through guinness and i'll be like mm, man i'd like to i'd like to give that one a shot and then i just never do it <laughs> but uh that was one that i thought maybe would be in your wheelhouse or, or at least maybe I, I mean i eat marshmallows i don't mind marshmallows so maybe I'll go with the kitchen and I'll just start. I'll try a few. Yeah, you should just just try see how many marshmallows can you just eat in a minute without trying. Yes, just, just like, casually. Oh, I okay, I I ate ten. All right. I'd, I'd probably be I've got to somehow figure. Out, I got to somehow figure. I eat fifteen more. I would. I would very likely be uh, on the verge of throwing up after about ten. I, in under a minute, like I like to pace myself a little bit, or at least put them in some sort of like you said, hot chocolate. But, uh, to, to just before I let you go, obviously this uh, this was supposed to be a chat, not a full on. I didn't want to hold you for this long, but I appreciate you hanging around. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this, man. It's having a blast. Uh, the chunk. It's kind of like this thing I built. It's the it's sports, it's entertainment. It's gaming. It's it's. Are we, too... are we going? To, are we going to talk about John Jones and Reyes? Are we going to even talk about it? Are you, are you big in the UFC? No, but I follow sports really closely. Okay. Right. Did you ever heard of? And the... I saw the fight. Okay. Was it very long? I don't even know. Twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five minutes. Okay. So it was. It was a decent little slobber yeah, knocker. It, it went all five rounds and. I don't know why everybody thinks that fight was close. I thought Jones won the fight handily. So, but there's, I anyway. feel like every time, even if it's like an, well, I mean, not a knockout, but anytime it's decided by by the officials, it's like they always, there's somebody yeah. always thinks that they got it wrong. But uh, you did watch the Super Bowl, obviously, right? No, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Didn't watch one second of the Super Bowl. Oh my! I was try. I, I was literally traveling. Oh, I, I, I guess that in, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was try. Sunday was a travel day for me. I I really didn't care about either team. I I had no dog in the fight. Yeah. I mean. If you put a gun to my head, I was pulling for San Francisco. Um, I thought San Francisco was the better team. And honestly, for... 55 minutes they were the better oh, team. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and that's the and that's the thing about the obviously Kansas City, they could literally, you know, they could score 20 like they did 21 points in like 6 minutes. Um yeah. yeah, they're they're that kind of team. But yeah, I think they are the better team they were all year long, but I I did pick the 49ers. I just thought their defense was yeah. good, but anyway. Yeah. So do you have like favorite sports teams or, or are you just kind of like mm. you just watch good games? Uh I when I was younger, I used to follow players. Not okay. teams. I would follow a play like Charles Barkley. I was a big Charles Barkley fan. I followed him from Auburn to Philadelphia to Phoenix to Houston. But I was never like a fan of those teams per se. When I was a kid, I loved Lou Brock. I mean, that's probably a name you don't even remember. I have no uh, idea, sir. He, he he used to be a he was a baseball player. He was the he was the all time steel leader before Ricky Henderson broke it. I loved Lou Brock. As a kid, loved Terry Swan. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to emulate those acrobatic catches that he would make. Um, huge fan of John McEnroe. I actually got a chance to meet yeah. John McEnroe and interview him. What? Um, yeah, back in '94, after an exhibition match with Mats Vilander, I got a chance to talk to him and interview him. It's awesome. So yeah, I like athletes. I don't like teams. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, see, I'm like a I'm like a Celtics fan. I'm, I don't know. I moved around a lot when I was a kid, so I just kind of take took things from everywhere. So I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. 
Uh, I am a Michigan Wolverines like college fan. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really strange. I, I, I've got like ties to all those areas, and I've just kind of taken that in. But I do have a friend, uh, a, a couple friends actually, that do follow players. But they're like the, they're like it's not really following. It's like a cult following where like if the player beats my team, they'll talk trash. And I'm like, wait a minute. All right, you're gonna follow. <laughs> you're gonna follow LeBron James. Around every you know every basketball team, right? And then every time he wins, because he's the best player in the world, every time he wins, you're gonna you're gonna talk crap. I don't know that that bothers me. But as yeah. long as you're as long as you like truly appreciate the player and are like watching it because you know they they get you involved in the game or the sport, I think that's cool. But if you're talking trash to other people because your favorite player is is the best player, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's where it gets a little yeah. weird for me. I'm, yeah, I'm weird yeah, about like yeah, fanhood. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want to cause controversy. I think LeBron is one of the most overrated basketball oh, players in history. My <laughs> God, hot take. That's, hot a, take. that's a hot take. That's that's probably one of the hottest takes I think I've ever heard in my life. Look, at, I get it. He's really good, and I went I went for the first he's like good. Oh, for he's the first good. like he's ten good. years of his career, or maybe even eight uh, years of his career. He was obviously being a Celtics fan. I just didn't I didn't like him. I didn't appreciate him. I didn't. I, I, now I'm to the point where it's like the end of his career. Right. He, I'm just appreciating everything he's done. He's been really good, and I'll give he, him. Yeah, he's been good. <laughs> he's been one of the top ten basketball players of his in in his time. But he can't win a championship unless he's got like three other all stars around him. Oh, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm. I mean, look, I'm the, look how bad, look how bad the Lakers were last year. Look yeah. how bad they were. Yeah. Now they get Anthony Davis. They get uh they got Kuzma. They got they got they got some all stars. And all of a sudden, oh, they're great. It's not because of LeBron. It's because of Ari Bell's around LeBron. Yeah. Anthony Davis. LeBron could not win a championship until he hooked up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Yeah. All right. And then uh, he couldn't win a championship in Cleveland until he got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. You know, and he couldn't win a championship in L.A. He still hasn't won yet. Yeah. And but now he's got Anthony Davis. So, I don't. I don't want you, you to know, put me in a position where I'm going to have to defend LeBron James because I really. I, that's like one of my least favorite things to do. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm. But I'm not saying. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's not a great player. No. I'm okay. just. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just saying that you know, to me, you look at the greats. They didn't need all-stars around them yeah it's tough the the nba right now is really weird like that where it's like they're everyone's a friend and they want to join up together and like they want which i'm fine with by the way i'm totally fine that i am totally against you know i think players should be making as much money as they possibly can they should be teaming up they should be forming super teams i am a big fan of that because i think owners have been taking a lot of credit they all have money, so yeah, this is their yeah. team. It's their money, but you know, I think it's finally time for the players to go. Listen, they're coming to see me. They're not coming to see the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, no one's pay- no one's paying four hundred dollars to see the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, unless it's Aaron so, Rodgers, which I believe he is like co-owner, not co-owner. He's got like a share, I think, of the Milwaukee uh, that, Bucks. You know, that, <laughs> that that that's that's nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a pl- they got a bunch of yeah. money. They're like, let me get let me get like a piece. So like I'm on yeah. the title. Of I like, mean, Aaron Rodgers owns like 02 percent of the Milwaukee Bucks. But it's he's like an owner. Uh, other the other categories, real quick before we get out of here, movies. I don't want to say your all-time favorite movie. I hate when people ask me that because it's hard to just pick one. But like, if right. you had a few movies, like if you wanted to watch a movie, you know, what, what were you going to pop in right now? You could pop in any movie to watch. Uh, probably movies you guys haven't heard about. Uh, Tremors with Kevin Bacon. Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, Real, Real Genius with Val Kilmer. 
the original Ghostbusters, Little Shop of Horrors, Caddyshack, and Beetlejuice. Probably those six. Awesome. Yeah, you have you have, yeah. you have the Beetlejuice suit still, right? Like the don't you have? Yeah, a I've suit? got like three. I've got I've got like three of them. <laughs> That's awesome. So, How do you feel yeah. about like movie memorabilia? Do you have any of that? Like, I actually I'm actually I'm looking at a copy of the second draft of the Beetlejuice movie signed by Damn. all the stars. It's hanging up on my wall right now. I'm looking right at it. That's pretty that, sweet. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I, do like, uh, I do like movie memorabilia. I collect pop figures and figurines. Like I got all the Beetlejuice figurines. I got Kiss. I got Billy Idol. I got Rick and Morty. I got Darth Vader. Nice. I got South Park. You know. Yeah. I've got, I've got all the Ghostbusters and Slimer. I own. I have a, a 1984 original plastic Ghostbusters lunchbox with the thermos in the inside. What? Yeah. Is that is that did you buy that after the fact or was that from when you were a kid? Because there was a lot of things. No, I bought that, that I bought yeah, I, no, that was that was found at a garage sale. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, because there was a yeah. lot of things I had when I was a kid that when I got a full time job and had a bunch of money, I was like or things I wanted even as a kid, like video game stuff mostly, like an N sixty four. Like I would just be like, I got kind of crazy when I got my first full time job. I was like, I got all this money, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the things I always wanted. And then when I did it, I was like, okay, I guess I should start saving this now. But <laughs> but I did go out and buy stuff that like as a child you envied or you know you wanted as a kid and you never got as if that was something I don't know obviously it's a lunchbox but you know when you were a kid you probably saw somebody else with it that was like that's pretty sweet oh yeah I mean that it's, it's one of those cool things like you know some of these things that I own I actually owned when I was a kid and want and got rid of them or they got destroyed and yeah I, I want to own them again <laughs> yeah no that's awesome I, I yeah can I, totally I I've tur- yeah I've turned my office into a place where when I come into I enjoy sitting down and looking at all the things and it's like I, all the things I collected over the years and you know autographs and pictures and stuff like that and just you know like just memories That's like crazy. I went to see like I went to see Kiss in concert with Andy and we were sitting in a place where they were we were right by the giant confetti machine where they blow the confetti up into the air we were literally right it was right behind us nice and uh so and we were pretty close to where Paul Stanley comes out and flies into the audience. So, you know, I, when the confetti goes off, I grab a whole bunch of the confetti, <laughs> I put it in my pocket, and I say the ticket. So I take the confetti, I take the ticket stubs, and I put them in a frame, and I put them on the wall. You know, oh, so that's pretty like, sweet. Hey, this is the con- this is the literal, literal confetti from the Kiss concert. That's awesome. My wife so. just did that uh, with the, uh, like a Jonas Brothers concert, which is not the same <laughs> as Kiss. It's not the same as Kiss, but she <laughs> she went to a Jonas Brothers concert, grabbed the I, I confetti. Can so, knowing your wife the way I know her, I can so see her going to a Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah, she she I, loved I, it. That just seems that just seems like absolutely right up her yes. alley. Well, you know what's funny is we went to the Backstreet Boys concert in Orlando. <laughs> And we went, obviously we went and checked that out and I was cool with going to that because I was like, I mean, Backstreet Boys, you know, they're throwback. I was, I kind of grew up, my sister listening to Backstreet Boys all the time. I was kind of in that wheelhouse. I get it. The Jonas Brothers though, I was like, nah, you're going to have to find a friend for that one. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you probably should go with somebody who might appreciate it. Uh, you have fun at the Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah. And, uh, you don't and she want, did. You, you don't want this six foot four guy just sitting down in the chair next it's just, to you. Yeah. It was a weird, it was weird for me. I mean, I, I didn't mind, you know, hanging out, rolling video on the Backstreet Boys, which is, it still sounds weird saying it, but they, I mean, they're, they were actually pretty good. They held together nicely, I guess I should say. <laughs> So they're they're good, um, but the Jonas Brothers. She did the same thing though. There's a, like a pile of confetti on her dresser that still falls on the floor. Like there's no there's no organization. There should be they probably should be put in like a baggie or something. But every day I'm like, what, what's going on with this? Like, are we gonna do something with this? So I'll, like, don't you touch it! Don't you touch yeah. it! Yeah, I was like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. So I guess I should let her know. 
find get the ticket stubs, find a frame, put it in there, enjoy this memory. Please get it off my dresser. Um, that's probably the <laughs> best way to go about it. But I will say um, the Chunk Podcast Network. I'm trying to build a little baby network of podcasts because I this is obviously too broad of a spectrum just trying to cover you know video games, sports, and entertainment. So I'm going for a couple other podcasts, one of which is called the Movie Propcast. And it will be, and I've actually recorded one already um, almost a year ago, and I haven't finished or decided where I'm going to post it. But I'll have to bring you back on for something like that. Basically, it is, we watch a movie, right? Not not together, or unless you want to, I mean, we can meet up and watch a movie. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> we watch a movie, uh, and then afterwards we talk about the movie, and we discuss the movie props that you would most like to own from that movie, like the most iconic oh, props from the cool. movie. Yeah, and, um, that's cool. Yeah, I want to get, I, I'm going to start doing more of that. Obviously, like I said, I got a lot more time on my hands now recently. Like I said, when I come back to uh, Sarasota in that area, I'll be there a couple days beforehand, a couple days afterwards. We can get together. We can we can sit down and and uh, watch a movie and have a conversation. All right, man. So I'm down. I'm down to clown. Yeah. So I pre- again, I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, we need to give you some some social media uh, shout outs. Uh, your website, obviously. Yeah, I is, have, yeah we haven't I, done that once, man. Well, Damn actually, the website. Um, I've got a couple different websites, but the one um, is alwaysaskformore.com. Oh. And then, and that links in with damnilookgood.com. Damnilookgood.com. But always ask for more. I'm, I'm currently on the Always Ask for More tour. Yeah. That started in January. So that's what I'm doing right now. And social media, as you know, because we've had this conversation, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to use Instagram. Yeah, so, you're getting better, man. You're getting better. I see you I see I, you working out there. You're using the IGTV a lot. I'm a big fan of the I'm, IGTV, extended I'm videos. Fi- I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get people to. Uh, use up. I'm I'm finally using the uh, IG stories. Yeah, I seem to get more views. Like if I post something on my feed, it gets like 25 likes. But if I post something on the stories, it gets like 125. It so. goes. Yeah, it goes out. I mean, yeah. everybody can see it. Uh, the feed is is a different beast. When it's when the stories just sit at the top, you know, and people can just thumb through them real quick. Um, they get yeah. a lot more exposure, definitely that way. So. Yeah. So if any any of your uh, followers, you know, it's at I am Mr Showtime David Scott. And uh, to, and Facebook is at I am Mr Showtime. So, yeah, so uh, check it out. Give them a like. Hit them with the follow. And uh, obviously, you can follow uh, the Chunk at the Chunk Pod on pretty much any social media yeah. that's out there. And I'm also, uh, and I'm also on YouTube, but that's always the YouTube is always ask for more. Okay. Um, and I just posted a video like a, a two days ago, and it's got zero views. So yeah, YouTube I'm is clearly, such a strange I'm, beast, dude. I it is, hate it. It's hate so it. I, I, it's so fascinating that they're. I mean, they're getting like a babillion uploads a day, and I understand yeah. it. It's so tough to like. Obviously, this is kind of inside YouTube, but when you upload videos, there's keywords, there's all these like different things, and like we said, one of the hot words from the beginning of this podcast, there's a weird algorithm that I just haven't figured out yet with YouTube. And uh, and I guess it's just throw your throw your crap up and hope somebody finds it. Yeah, is really the way much. to go about it. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's been, obviously it's been good talking to you, man. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad you were able to do this, and uh, we should definitely do this more in the future. We'll Absolutely. be in touch yeah. for sure. That'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a great time. Thank so you. So I appreciate you. Uh, you you obviously uh, played us in. I don't want to ask for too much, but I'd like to ask for more. Um, like yeah. you, like you, you want, said, you, man, want, you, want the, you, you want the outro song? If I could get a little outro for us, that'd be, I think it'd be perfect. All right. Hang on. All right, man. Give me a count. Give me a three, two, one. All right, man. Let's do this in three, two, one. That was the chunk, yeah. That was the chunk, yeah. That was the chunk with Justin, yeah. That was the chunk, that was the chunk. We just got chunked with Justin. (laughs)
All right, we should get out of here, man. <laughs>